Welcome to the Natalie Parker Studio Podcast, the podcast for women artists who are ready to pursue their creative dreams so that they can thrive both in life and in business. I'm your host, Natalie Parker, artist and mentor to women creatives around the globe. In this podcast, I'll share with you the strategies, principles, and mindset that you need to build a purposeful and fulfilling creative business. If you're ready to be inspired, encouraged, and equipped to build the art business of your dreams, then you're absolutely in the right place. Let's dive in to today's episode. Well, hey there, artist, and welcome to another episode of the Natalie Parker Studio Podcast. I've titled this episode, Do What Works For You. Now, this comes off the back of so many conversations that I've had with budding new artists, with artists who have um, gone about starting their art business or even trying to find their own style. There seems to be this preconceived set of rules that define what being a successful artist is. And often when we are new in our career, we look to other artists because obviously there is so much around us now to show us what everyone else is doing. But we tend to look at it and we tend to model it and we tend to assume that that is the pathway to success. Now, there is absolutely nothing wrong with learning from others. Of course, I always encourage that. And getting, you know, points, especially if you're seeing someone go in a direction that you want to go, learning from them is really, really valuable. But I'm coming at it from the other side today where I see a lot more almost fear of failure, almost a fear that or a pressure that young artists put on themselves to, and I mean young in Korea, put on themselves to be like a certain artist because that is what they think success is. And there are lots of challenges that come up with this. And I'll talk about this a little bit in a moment. But what's happening a lot is that we are seeing the outward success of what others are doing okay so obviously with things like social media we're always seeing you know you might see artists that are posting that they've sold out a new collection or they've done a great launch and then it suddenly worked they've sold these pieces or we can see other artists getting accepted into shows or doing really well um, at markets or getting these art licensing gigs All these different things can come at us and we look at it and we assume that that is the pathway we should go and like magically (laughs) it just happened to them. And we forget as much as it's, you know, we're we're aware that most of the time we're only seeing people's highlight reels. I think as artists we fail more than we succeed. We absolutely do. Um, Even when it comes to producing a body of work, it's like sometimes you can create 10 pieces in a collection and it might be like two are your favourite. For me personally, I've probably had more shows that have not been well than have been successful. And so what I want to encourage you today, if anything is to lean into what works for you in your art business and actually getting clear about what you want. And it's funny because I remember when my husband and I were engaged, we got great advice from a mentor of ours who said, 
no matter what happens, there's going to be lots of opportunities that are going to come your way. But in your marriage, make sure you do what works for both of you. And I thought that was such great advice because we've taken that on board. And when we've made decisions, sometimes our decisions haven't been what is a traditional um, marriage decisions or um, other people may not have understood them. But at the end of the day, it was about building the life, the marriage that we wanted to have. And so we've followed that advice in our, and I'm very grateful for that. And the reason I want to pull this out this morning or whenever you're listening to this is because I'm having this conversation every week with artists and it breaks my heart because you should be excited about building your art business because you have a beautiful blank canvas in front of you that you get to design you get to design how your art business will run and instead what I'm seeing is they're coming in with like oh you have to put this there and you have to do this in your business and you have to do this in order to be successful because that is what so and so did and then all that tends to really do is put more pressure on them put overwhelm on them and when we're overwhelmed I don't know about you but when I'm overwhelmed I tend to shut down. The creativity goes um, and I just tend to procrastinate and put things off because I don't know where to start. So this is why I'm bringing it up (laughs) because I want to help you. I want you to have permission to do what works for you in your art business and your art career and to design it around what you want okay now the reason it tends to be of course that that we feel this pressure and we feel like we should do things a certain way is because artists we're lovely our superpower is being vulnerable and sensitive and often you know we'll take all that stuff on but we if we haven't yet understood our feet or we haven't found our feet we haven't found our style we haven't been in business before um of course, we're so easily influenced and that's that's okay, all right? But the challenge of building an art business based around or modeling it completely around what you think someone else is doing rather than what you really want to do in your business is that you can end up building an art business or an art career doing things you don't like. So as an example, I bring this one up all the time, it's the easiest example to bring up is Some artists, I love them, but not every artist loves doing commissions, right? And whereas some artists will come into their art business and they'll think like, I have to do commissions because that's, you know, a solid income stream and everyone else is doing it and I'm getting lots of commission requests so I know I should accept it because it's going to bring in the money. And they do that and then they fill their whole schedule up with these commissions And instead of having this fulfilling art business that is creative, that is producing new ideas, they end up just replacing one unfulfilling job with another one doing stuff that they don't want in their business. Okay. Um, The other thing is when you're modeling your business and you're not building it around what works for you is... We're all designed a certain way, right, to function. We all have natural strengths. We all have natural desires and preferences. So if you go and feel like, um, say, for instance, I've seen, you know, 
obviously we're introverted some artists feel like the only path to success is to get into a gallery like that that used to be um, probably 20 maybe 15 years ago yeah it was really valid because before the online stuff happened that tended to be a great way to get recognized all right so lots of artists feel like they're not going to be successful they're not going to be taken as a you know seriously as a professional artist unless they get into a gallery so what do they do they go and apply for all of these galleries after galleries after galleries and they get denied okay and then they feel like oh my gosh I'm never going to make it as an artist they feel failure and they give up okay so that can happen as well the other challenge with modeling your business around what other people are doing and and sort of denying your desires and not doing what works for you is you become vanilla okay and what I mean by that is creativity is amazing right there are so many different ideas that we can explore your art business can be exactly that too I want you to look at your art business as a creative project as something that you get to change uh, that you get to play around with and design however you want it because if you are simply modeling your business after someone else pulling in all these things that you think you should be doing you just end up becoming like everyone else. You know, your your path to your end goal is, is the same and you become vanilla and you don't actually stand out. And when we don't lean into what lights us up, which is actually our superpower, which makes us super successful, we don't stand out and that is actually what's going to help us achieve. Okay, so there are many ways that you can get to your end goal in your art business, all right? It's just like a pathway. It's just like a destination. It's just like you're wanting to drive. Imagine you're wanting to drive from one town to another, your favorite town. Sometimes there are detours. You can take different roads. You can do whatever to get there. Your art business is what is unique to you. The way you design it, the hours you run, the income streams you do, the work, the size you sell, the ink, uh, the ways you sell your work, you can be absolutely online now or you could be full on in the galleries if you want. You can be in markets, you can do art shows, you can have um, teaching in there, you can do workshops, you can do cut. There are so many different ways and paths that you can go with your art business. So I want you to know today and I'm going to give you six little things that you can kind of check in with yourself that you get to do what works for you in your art business, okay? Yes, take keys, yes, take examples from other artists if that's what you want, but don't feel like there's only one pathway to having a successful art business. So the first thing I want you to check in with to make sure that you're actually doing what works for your you in your art business and I have to do this with myself regularly as well because I get caught up in trends just as much as anyone else does um, and then I have to stand back and sort of reflect on certain things. <laughs> the first one is always going back to your why and I feel like I preach this <laughs> in every podcast that I am on with you but honestly when that is at the center that is what's going to help you know if you're making the right decisions. The other one is point number two is when you're thinking of making a certain decision in your art business. As an example, right, um, I'll share this with you. So last year, 
I decided that I was going to do a season of markets. Okay, so I went around to lots of craft farmers markets. Some were really cool. Some were not so great. Um, <laughs> it's a battle with weather and stuff. Some were really successful. Some were not worth my time. Now, markets is something that I had done probably... I hadn't done it in Australia, but I'd done it in New Zealand um, quite often. In fact, my first market was when I think I was 16. I may have talked about this. Um, where I was selling like my year seven, or sorry, year seven, year 13, form seven uh, portfolio and chocolates and all this kind of stuff. So I was not um, unfamiliar with markets. It was something that I had done. It's something my nana had done, selling her cakes. So I decided last year to do a season of markets because I was like, you know, I want to try something out. I haven't tried markets over here in Australia. Maybe it's different. Um, you know, we had been, you know, locked down for so long because the world went mad. And I was like, I just want to get out there and meet people. So I did a season of markets. Now, it was really funny because my husband said to me, he's like, I'm really surprised you did that, hun, because... I know you didn't really enjoy it last time you did it. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, but it might be different. You know, I might enjoy it. And I almost felt like I put this pressure on myself to, to do markets because it's what I had seen other artists doing. Um, in Melbourne, it seemed to be this really cool, funky, trendy thing to do. And some were having great success. And I thought, you know what, this, this would be really good. Now, for me personally... Um, it was challenging. The days were long. Um, bless my husband. He had to come with me every time. The weather was annoying. The setup, the ROI, the return on investment was not worth my time. Now, you know, I kept doing it. I had committed to doing it. I think I did about 10 markets or something. I committed to doing it. But I had also booked for some for this year, for the summer and the season. And over the Christmas break... I had to ask myself this question, is this something that I really want to do for my art business? Is the return on investment financial, the um, exposure for better word, the contact, is this the right market in terms of um, for my brand? Like is it my clients that are actually coming to these markets? And I had to go back to my gut which was like new right at the start that it probably wasn't the best idea. But I had to ask myself, I was like, you know what, it was a great learning experience. I learned a lot, but no, markets is not something that I love to do. It is not the best use of my time. And it is also not where my market is. My clients don't really go to markets to buy work. You know, my brand is very high end and here I was at markets where most things are lower priced and it was just this huge mismatch. So I pulled back. So even being in my business for, my goodness, I've been a decade as an artist. I've been in my fourth year, fourth or fifth year now. I don't know. Um, full time as an artist, I still sometimes force myself to do things in my business because I think that they will work. Um when I kind of know in my gut. Now that doesn't mean, am I upset that I made that decision? Absolutely not. Why? Because it taught me a lot more about trusting my gut. And I think as we get older and we get further along in our business and 
we get more demands in life, our time gets pressure and we start to really make better decisions about where we're spending our time, our money and our energy and what is profitable for us. So I don't regret doing it. In fact, it taught me to trust myself a lot more. But I just want to say, we do try new things in our business, okay? But we have to always come back and reflect what works for us. And the third thing I want to mention, this is kind of on along the lines, is don't force yourself to love something in the business, okay? Like, I was forcing myself to love markets, and I don't really like um, selling my... I'm great at sales online, but offline, I don't really like that gig when I'm just standing there <laughs> at a market that is not I'm not in control of the people that come there I'm not in control of how it's market marketed and I don't like to stand in there I feel like a nerd I feel really shy really introverted with people coming up and talk to me and I was trying to force myself to be something I wasn't and again it's like you have permission to do what works for you. So it's funny because after all of this, I realized that I know the best person to market my work is me. Okay, and I've done markets, I've done shows, but I've looked at my stats and my results and reviewed them and realized I work really well selling online and I also work really well hosting my own solo shows. So I decided that this year, 2023, is going to be the year that I lean into doing what works for me, my family, and my art business. And it has been so freeing, and it has been so empowering, because I'm more confident, and I have more sense of control over my business. Um, the fourth thing I want you to do is to assess your strengths and lean into it. So I basically just said that then. So like, I know marketing online I know that I'm awkward <laughs> uh, my weakness is that I'm awkward in front of people um, I know that I'm very good at hosting my own shows I know at other shows where there's a whole lot of other artists sometimes I don't really vibe with that and I just kind of feel weird and so I've decided yeah to lean into my strengths more so as an example, through the markets, I was selling a lot of prints. Um, well, the goal was to sell prints, okay? Um, that was mainly what was for offer. Now, I realized that I can do stuff online. So I've created this um, online print offer. And I've probably, or I have, <laughs> in the last week, sold more prints online without leaving my house, without spending hours out there setting up travel tolls all the expenses that came with markets and made more, more profit that way. So sometimes, yeah, we just need to lean lean into our strengths and then we can have better results. The fifth thing I want you to think about um, when we're talking about what works for you, and I know this is a bit all over the place today, but I kind of hope you get the gist of this, is that you can change your direction at any time in your business. So there are going to be things in your business that work well for a certain season and then they may not work well anymore. It may be that, say, for instance, you're doing things like markets and, you know, traveling around and going to different shows. And then you might end up starting a family or something. And you're just like, yeah, that's, 
<laughs> it's not going to work for me anymore in this season. So you have permission to change or you might be doing commissions and I've seen artists do this and then suddenly say, I'm not doing commissions for a year and just take that time off. It's your business. You get to change direction anytime to suit you, your business and your family. And the sixth thing I want you to think about is to look at your business as an experiment because like I said, that market thing didn't really work well for me, but I don't regret doing it because, in fact, it showed me more about how strong I am in online marketing. It showed me what I preferred to do in my business. Often contrast creates clarity. And so what my mentor, James Wedmore, loves to say, and I was like always pondering what that meant. I'm like, ah. So when you come up against something and it's contrasting with you, or you're triggered, or you're not really feeling it, often it's showing you what you actually really do want. So when I was contrasting, when I was um, kind of getting uh, a bit frustrated at these markets, it would show me it's not because you need to push through and soldier in and knuckle down and just do the hard work, Nat. It's because you don't actually enjoy that and you want to go a simpler way with your business. And so that created clarity around what I really want. So 2023 has been much more enjoyable for me as I'm building my business a different way. But experimenting, trying new things is really good because you can find out things that you may like to look at. And I feel like as beginners in your business, sometimes you feel like you're trying art show, right? Or you're try commission process or your start trying to sell prints or your do a launch and it may not work the first time and you may feel like you're a failure straight away but that's that's not the truth look at business look at new strategies look at what you're doing as a science experiment test everything measure your results see what you can improve on if you're enjoying it keep trying keep learning keep growing if it's not working for you then change change direction okay so just because something doesn't work the first time does not mean you are doomed to fail in fact the greatest artists fail so so many times well, that is us for today, lovelies. I hope that this has encouraged you. If anything, just remember, do what works for you, okay? When you're building your business, do what works for you. Yes, take success or key points from other artists, mash it together, but ultimately, you get to decide what your art business looks like and you get to basically decide not only your art business, but that you're designing it around your dream life as well so if you've loved this episode take a screenshot of it tag me in at natalie parker studio and i will be back here with you for another episode to encourage to inspire and to equip you to build the art business of your dreams talk soon bye